Welcome to MCSO Behind the Badge, an inside look at the Monroe County Sheriff's Office in Rochester, New York, under the leadership of Sheriff Todd Baxter. We're going to talk about what drives us, our leadership culture, our police work, and share some stories of the great deputies and civilian staff that work with us. We're going to talk with interesting guests, and we're going to invite you to engage in the conversation or just sit back, relax, and listen in. Now let's get in pursuit of today's show. Well, hello, friends. This is Monroe County Sheriff Todd Baxter. Welcome back to uh, the next podcast of Behind the Badge, uh, episode number 37. And uh, we're here talking to uh, the folks that work in our records unit, and I'll introduce those people in a minute. Last night, we were expecting this huge snowstorm, a foot and a half of snow, an inch an hour. That's usually what the snow plows can keep up with. And uh, we woke up this morning grateful that we had about three or four inches of snow. So we're off a bit on our forecast, but uh, I had some very annoyed snowmobile operators that were looking forward to driving their snowmobiles on 490 last night that uh, never came to fruition. But uh, just want to let the public know we were ready for them uh, to keep them safe on the roads. And uh, thank God the storm didn't come. But, uh, you know, our snowmobile unit and our four-wheel drive operators were out there ready to go and, and keep the public safe. So uh, it's just another glimpse of who's behind the badge and what we do here at the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. And that's the idea behind this podcast. Let's share who's behind the badge, who works with us, uh, who supports us, and uh in a, a very unique environment that people don't uh, often think about in in an organization that's as, as big as the Monroe County Sheriff's Office, 1,200 employees. Uh, today we have about 750 inmates inside the Monroe County Jail that are responsible for them 24-7. Uh, those inmates are going from point A to point B multiple times, whether inside the walls of the jail or to different courts. Um, they, they they have records, right? We've all heard of the record, right? You're going to have a record if you do something wrong. Well, these are the folks, the folks that we're going to talk to, both in the uh, jail bureau and also if you will, in the Plaza Record Unit that uh, that shares uh, and keeps these records on on board and keeps information uh, as concise and, and as, uh, as as useful as possible. And I think that's one of the things we want to share today is just how useful this information is to to our police officers, but also to the public and and people over at the Hall of Justice. So I'm going to have you, uh, my guests introduce themselves. So Sergeant, you're up first. Why don't you just introduce yourself? So a few words about who you are and what makes you tick. Good morning, sir. I'm Sergeant Michael Scarpula. Been with the sheriff's office now for 12 years. Um, I'm responsible for supervising the jail records uh, unit, and uh, it's been my pleasure to to supervise that area. Yeah, great, great to have you. Thank you, sir. Corporal, I'm Corporal Mark Amico. I am the jail record supervisor. I've been with the sheriff's department for just over six years now. Uh, corporal for the last two, and uh, I have the pleasure of dealing with the great office. And uh, we make sure all our court paperwork is in order so that we have people here that are supposed to be here and we release them when they're supposed to be released. Right. That's a huge point of that jail, too, you know, getting people uh, to make sure they're here legally, right? And, and there's an order of putting them inside the jail, but also when they get released, that all the paperwork, those I's are dotted, those T's are crossed, or else we, we can have a bad mistake. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, the records, where, we, you know, if you get arrested, you're going to have a record. So we have a records unit. And Maria Lee, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do uh, for the sheriff's office and who you are? I'm, um, I've been working for the Sheriff's Department for 23 years, uh, last three years being records manager of a 24-7 operation of three platoons and currently 12 employees. Oh. 12 employees to keep them records straight. Oh. How many records do you think you got down there? Oh, my God, thousands and Thousand. thousands. They're jail records, actually. Sure. Yeah. It's Our amazing. criminal folders belong to the jail. Yeah. 
That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, so thousands and thousands of records to keep track of people. And, uh, you know, and there's lots of legal issues to go with those records, too. You know, when, when someone has a, a record sealed, you have yep. to go through and, and deal with issues like that. And uh, so why don't you just explain a little bit. Of, so what's the records unit do? I mean, what, what are you guys housing down there when it, when we say a uh, Monroe County Sheriff's Office has a record on you? What, what do we have? We have the criminal folders um, with all the paperwork if they were inmates. We also have police reports. Um uh, wow, every <laughs> everything you can imagine. Yeah, you got the uh, fingerprint cards in those files. Fingerprint cards yeah. are in the files or yeah. on our system. Yeah, now we got systems, right? Now we're going electronic yes. with a lot of this stuff. They're electronic fingerprints. Yes, and we hope everything's electronic someday. I thought we we're going paperless about two decades ago, but uh, mm, hopefully we soon. have not seen it in law enforcement. That's for sure. Hopefully soon. <laughs> hopefully soon. And you got uh, twelve people to work with. You say. Yes, That's they good. work under me, and we cover the three platoons. So three shifts, 24-hour operation, yes. like you said, yeah. And then, uh, you're, so you're not only are you called on during the day, business hours, but you're called on in, at 3 o'clock in the morning for the information you have on hand uh, for a road deputy or a police officer from another jurisdiction. Correct. Might have someone. Yeah, we cover the town police departments. We also assist Rochester Police Department. We do teletypes uh, mm-hmm. for missing people, stolen guns, stolen vehicles, Um what else to provide information on any suspects that they would have. So when someone has a a warrant for their arrest, uh, we call records to verify that warrant. Do you guys physically have those warrants on hand? Is it uh, Correct. We would go and physically grab them to confirm them. I think that's a a key point that the the public doesn't realize. So we stop you for a vehicle and traffic law violation, and you might have a warrant for your arrest for one cause or another. Uh, We're not actually arresting you at that moment until we call one of you fine people at 3 o'clock in the morning and say, I need to have that warrant in hand, right? We can't make a mistake and take someone into custody if the warrant's not. That's how, you know, it seems in this day and age everything would be just real simple. You have a warrant, shows up on a computer, you're under arrest. But, uh, you know, having that warrant in hand is absolutely essential, signed by a judge ordering a police officer to take someone into custody. So you physically got to get up, go find that yes. warrant, and make sure it has ink on the end of it, right, and yes, signed by a judge. To, we have to go to another floor and pull that warrant and then let them know if we have it. Yeah. And does it happen that sometimes a, a computer sh- will show a warrant on file and then you go and find there's there's no warrant? Right, because it was already served. It was served by someone else, yeah. So, yeah, again, you can see how important that is that uh, we all, you know, all the technology, someone's still going up to a file drawer and pulling a warrant mm-hmm. to make sure we have it in hand. That's amazing. And then going back over to the other side of the table, uh, the jail you know, uh, records. So, you know, we heard a little about what, what records is doing and, and people think of police records all the time. But So why does the jail bureau have their own records unit in addition to what uh, Maria's doing? First and foremost, I think in terms of having somebody housed in our facility, we need to have the proper documentation. So an order from a judge remanding them to the custody of the sheriff mm-hmm. uh, that allows us to accept uh, an individual into the facility if we don't have that then we can't take this person in right so that's where it gets started and then from there on every court appearance that the individual goes to we receive documentation whether or not a bail was set a bond was set if there's going to be continued custody or release and sometimes even uh, they include special conditions for their release such as electronic monitoring or they're going to be released to a treatment facility if they need additional help in their life and so you guys got to track all that, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Taking in bails, bonds, um, communicating closely with the bondsmen, communicating closely, communicating closely with the judges to make sure that we have the correct documentation that those bonds have been accepted. Um, we have uh, 
a lot of work. So it yeah. takes eight people to complete all those jobs. So we have, we have eight deputies assigned to jail records. And um, they are busy all day long. Yeah, absolutely. 24-7 again operation. Because yes. that jail never goes to sleep. That's right. <laughs> never goes to sleep. It's a... Uh, Kind of like New York City, but a little different. Right. <laughs> a little different. So uh, let's just talk about that. So uh, someone's remanded to the uh, Monroe County Sheriff, right, and then in the custody of uh, the Monroe County Sheriff. They're placed in my custody, right, and we deputize people to run this for us, uh, the jail. And like I said, about 750 people are inside that jail today. Um, most of those few people are, are in the middle of their court process or they're state readies or they're on parole, technical violations, right? So, uh, And those are just the two or three things off the top of my head, the reason they could be inside the jail, right? Right. Uh, you know, add to that list, how many How many other reasons would people be inside the jail besides, you know, arrest based on probable cause or, you know? Uh, the U.S. Marshals, they also work closely with us, so we'll mm-hmm. house uh, inmates for the U.S. Marshals Service. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also civil commitments, so right. um, in the event that we have to uh, take custody or maintain custody of someone that has been committed by a judge right. for civil purposes, um, we also are responsible for them as well. That's amazing. So. Civil commitments. No one ever thinks about that, right? No. What about, uh, you know, so we're talking different warrants of arrest. So you could have a, a bench warrant. You could have an indictment warrant. You could have, you know, multiple different types of warrants for your arrest that might remand you to the jail. Uh, and then parole. Let's just talk mm-hmm. about the current conditions of parole. I know the numbers are going up, up, up and up. Uh, uh, the number of people are housing on parole. And uh, some are, you know, waiting to go upstate. We, we, we call those state ready. So just explain it a little bit more. I'm just trying to paint a picture for the public how dynamic the individual could be sitting in that jail and could be there for multiple reasons. Uh, we have people, actually we have quite a few people in the jail right now that have parole violations of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's inmates that have just a parole violation that are either waiting to go back up to mm-hmm. prison or they're waiting to go into a diversion program off of parole. And sometimes they've been here long enough where their parole time expires and we actually release them right from our jail. Interesting. Um, we also have inmates with parole as well as other local charges that that number actually is upwards of 200 uh, inmates right now Um, and they can't go back to prison until their local matters are completed so even though they may be state ready you know to go up and and those charges are are ready to go up you know to to a state prison level they're still staying here because they got to adjudicate their local charges correct yeah so uh, hopefully the 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 public's listeners and going and and at this moment is a little bit confused, right? Like how many people are in that jail? What are they here for? How many different reasons can one person be in there? Four or five different reasons sometimes. Uh, and then you also have a facility that uh, has, you know, minor violations, if you will, people that, that made a bad mistake and they ended up in, in jail. Uh, and then you got murder suspects and rapists, and, you know, and multiple, you know, murder suspects in, in there at one time. And so you're throwing all this in this, this big, you know, mix of who's in that jail. Uh, and what we got to do is, is got to keep track of them. We got to keep track of the records. We got to keep where they're, where, what court they're supposed to be in. Uh, if the state's calling for them, if a court, local court's calling for them, we got to let the state know that they're not ready to go upstate. You know, uh, it's it's as the new sheriff, only three years in his job, I'm still amazed. You know, of the record keeping that has to be uh, done to keep keep people safe and secure inside that facility. Sure. Jail records tends to be like the hub, and um, we work closely with transport as well. So um, once we get our court dockets, we relay that over to transport, and the transport unit then is responsible for transporting those inmates. Now, a lot of times we have an inmate that's due to be released. Uh, they might have a warrant or warrant um, that can be extradited to um, another county, another state, um, across the country. So. Mm-hmm. 
um, work closely with with them as well with right. those other jurisdictions to determine if they they want custody of that inmate once we're once their matters are settled here in Monroe County. Right. So they may have a warrant out of Alabama, and uh, you can let Alabama know we got your person in custody, but they're going through a court process here, and then we'll let you know when they're going to get released. Correct. Come get them if you need them or want them. Exactly. Right? And that's interesting. And Maria, going back over to your side of the house, so you know, three o'clock in the morning, I'm a, I'm a deputy on a rope patrol, <laughs> and I, I need some information. I call one of your, your fine people that work for you. Um, what are you doing for a rope patrol? What what kind of information do you share that that uh, makes their life easier? You know, uh, just. You know, maybe your own experience, some things you've done to, to make uh, the, the information that much more beneficial to the road cop. Well, they call us for to check addresses, see, you know, if they're, they've been to certain addresses previously, if there's been any issues. It's like an officer safety thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we look for all kinds of red flags uh, before they go to a certain house or situation or any contact with a certain person um basically we just look up whatever they need for whatever the the individual case is gotcha or that they're working on and other information can you provide a uh, uh, pistol permit information as an uh, example pistol permits yes we do that we access the pistol permit database if and for all agencies mm-hmm. all police agencies they call us to see if there is an actual legit pistol permit for this person and uh, so I'm also thinking back to, uh, you know, calling you folks for uh, back in before computers were so prevalent, you know, photographs, you know. Six packs. Six packs and photographs. And we used to do it. Yeah, you guys have put those <laughs> together for us and put together a six pack so we can do a photo array or a photo identification procedure. And We sure did. Yeah, and these are, you know, you know, just I always found the, the records clerks to have the most information. That's, we that's do. A, you know, they, they know everybody. <laughs> we actually have a lot of access to our fingertips, um, yeah. and we utilize them all, Yeah, all the resources. Um, yeah, we even send photos to other states. Really? We do identification all kinds of ways mm-hmm. for people playing around with their names here. Yeah. <laughs> their identity. No, no one would ever do that, right? No. Why? I always like when people lie about their brother. You know, they give their brother assistant yep. like, "What are you doing to your poor brother?" Now they can have charges laid on. I'm I do warrant the for their arrest. Like, how rude can you be? <laughs> <laughs> you did the crime, do the time, right? But you, yeah. now you're going to lay your brother on it. If he gets picked up on a Christmas Eve someday. Like, <laughs> wasn't even around when that happened. What are you talking about? Yeah. It happens, so it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. So, uh, what do you need down there? What's, what's your, what? Where's the records unit going in the future? What What's your dream? Uh, oh, get about rid of automa- all this paper. Yeah, right. Well, one of the things we're doing here is, you know, as we build out the second and third floor of this building is we're bringing the records back downtown as opposed to storing them off-site and paying a lot of money to store records, yes. historical records. How's that going to benefit you, um, oh. having, you know, be able to house all our records, historical records here at the Monroe County Sheriff's Office? Much better for us, much easier. Um, right now it takes a couple of days to get records, especially if we have to seal some, we have to order them, bring them to the building and... And then you seal them. Or background words, checks. You, yeah. So that's a lot of work. I mean, you're going to order these up. The, the the organization that we pay to house these records and store the records has to bring them to you or we go get them. Mm-hmm. You seal the record. For instance, if a judge says, you know, that record's expunged or we can't use it in the future against anybody. And then it goes back down to the storage area, to another yeah. area. Now it's all going to be right here in the public safety building, which is going to be a great benefit. Yeah. And so, also for background checks. Right. You know, we have to order the folders. Uh, to get the background check done. And, uh, yeah, and 
usually when the background checks being there's someone waiting on that right so that the whole process comes to a screeching halt because we don't have the records here on site yes so i'm really excited about it. i'm also Me too. yeah i know you guys are you know all you do is walk upstairs as opposed to order something and wait days and mm-hmm. you know for someone that pays the the bill if you will i, I get frustrated when i'm paying hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes the mm-hmm. store records and house records but they have to be done legally you know that's that's the other part that there's laws that govern how we keep records and and uh, how long we keep them, what can be in the record, uh, so be able to have that close to us, and, and and you know being absolutely sure it's being done right, and, and hold folks like you accountable, but also give you a, the opportunity mm-hmm. to do it right uh, is something we're very excited about. So going back to the jail bureau, yes. jail bureau. So what do you guys do for the road cop, the road deputy? Uh, what what other information do you guys have that you know that that might be beneficial to someone that's out on the road? Right, we we think about the jail and keeping safe and secure in there, but. Um, I often know people say, call jail records, they, they'll know. There's times where we have rope patrol officers call us just to see if somebody's in custody, and if they are, then they can follow through and lodge additional charges on somebody or serve a warrant that maybe was overlooked at one point. Right. Uh, or if they end up getting a new arrest warrant for something that they realize it was this person, uh, they can lodge those charges through us. Uh, and we'll end up inputting it into the computer for them, fingerprinting them on these new charges. That's awesome, by the way. <laughs> and then uh, we notify the courts, and we schedule a court date for them. And you'll even do the transport and everything for them. The yep. jail bureau will. Yeah, so, you know, Ogden Police Department or ironically has a warrant, and they're already in our custody. You know, you made life pretty easy for that police department. They'll send us a fax, and we'll take care of it from there. Wow. So. It's a great service. Great service. So, what's been the most interesting part of of, of uh, working inside jail records? What, what you know, with your experience, what do you what do you what do you find that was the most interesting thing that you guys have come across, or being able to do the support? I think for me, it was the learning experience and how much information there is to learn. Uh, I've been there for a little over a year now, and there's still so much that I learn every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I rely heavily on the people that work in there. I know that I can go and ask anybody a question, and uh, everybody might not have it, have the answer. Right. Uh, but we work together, and we're able to come to the right, uh, I guess, decision or uh, conclusion to an issue. Um, there's just really great people back there with a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge. So I rely on them a lot, and mm-hmm. you know, they probably get annoyed sometimes with me asking all these questions. But I'd rather ask the people that know yeah, and do things the right way. <laughs> So we don't have a mistake on our end. Yeah, and a mistake could be a technical yeah. error, right? Where a person's released, we didn't know he had extra paperwork in another court. Uh, Judge A said you're you're free to go, or you're bailed out, you're bonded out. Uh, and if we miss, you know, just a piece of paper that says they're also wanted in another jurisdiction, uh, we could go be out in a couple of minutes looking for him again, you know, and say we, right. we had an early release that was, and that's very plausible with the, the amount of paperwork coming through that jail. Absolutely. Uh, there's also the responsibility of sentence calculation. Uh, so a lot of times the police bureaus will contact us and say, uh, you know what, we need some information on when this may, might be getting released based off their current charges. Um, also, uh, a lot of attorneys rely on us to get them the information that they need uh, to know the sentence term for an inmate. So it takes uh, a lot of time to, to calculate that. Right. Um, there's actual specific training that goes involved with that. Um, so uh, it's, jail records is a five-year assignments, uh, assignment, as you know. And it takes someone all of five years to really <laughs> get a solid handle um, right. uh, on it. And um, to then leave the unit and come back, they will be learning brand new things as well. So let's let's hit on that. You know, how would a public defender 
use your a, a lawyer that's representing someone in a court system because you you work with them all the time. I mean, it's not an us versus them as much as you have a job function, they have a job function. You guys coordinate that information that uh, that they need, right? Absolutely, especially if there's multi courts involved mm-hmm. um, or uh, multi jurisdictions involved, so that they're um, gathering information from us to help support their client. Uh, we also have attorneys contact us if their client is getting ready to go for sentencing on a mm-hmm. case. They'll reach out to us to see how much time they've already served on it. That way they can, uh, they might be able to let their client know, hey, if we get you a 60-day sentence here, you've already done 40 days. You only have to do you know, another 20. Right. After. Uh, so it kind of gives their client a little bit of peace of mind and more information going into their appearance so they know what to expect when they show up for sentencing. And that's uh, one of the things I hit on at their corporal. You know, as I walk through the jail and talk to people, you know, inmates love to talk, and inmates, you know, always have, they always have a story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things they're they're most often asked, they're confused, right? They they don't have all the information at their fingertips of, you know, when's my next court date, or you know, uh, do I have a warrant in another town? I heard a rumor of that, you know. So you guys provide that information to the inmate, uh, you know, helps all the other jail deputies first of all, sure. you know, and, and keeps the place more calm, if you will, and, and and shares information. This shouldn't be top secret information. It should be, you know, information everybody has as they go through the criminal justice system, whether you're a jail deputy or a defendant. Sure, because. Panic usually is yeah. derived from the unknown and not right. knowing, you know. So, right. you, you know, once you have that information, once you have that knowledge, it helps you to kind of have an expectation of what's going to happen yeah. a little bit. So I think it um, it is settling, you know, yeah. for the inmate population. It's also settling for the deputies, you know, yeah. they're not trying to answer questions that they may not be one qualified to answer uh, or have the experience to answer. And that's me when I walk through your jail all the time. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, but I'm going to ask someone that can get you that answer. Right. I, <laughs> don't I want to pretend? And then I start a rumor, right? The sheriff said I'm getting out tomorrow. <laughs> They're here for two more months. You wonder why the deputy's having a hard time for the next two months. That's funny. So uh, I'll ask the same question I asked uh, Maria Lee. I'll ask you guys. So what's what's in the future of jail records? What's what's the most innovative thing occurring around the country? What's what's the tool you guys are lacking or, or need? I wouldn't necessarily say lacking or need. Uh, however, we are. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we are in the process of working on a new records management system, mm-hmm. and uh, we have some some of our more computer savvy people working with the county. Uh, in order to find one that's going to suit our needs and build it the way uh, that works for us as well as for Maria and uh, the people on criminal records. And hopefully it will be uh, also in, it will also include and work with uh, the Rochester Police Department because we do share the same database right now and we're hoping to in the future yeah. so that we can communicate with them through the system as well as transfer information uh, that both of us need. And Maria, I, I, we're working on it right yeah, now. Yeah, you're part of that whole process, right, mm-hmm. of, of building that system out. Yes. Uh, where everybody in Monroe County, including, uh, you know, like our friends at Gates, uh, they got so frustrated waiting for an RMS system where they went to their own vendor and got one because they needed one, you know. So hopefully someday everybody in Monroe County is on the same, same records management system. And I know Maria is doing a lot of work. So is a lot of other people, in particular the people that are doing the data entry, data input, uh, and data output of these things so they understand uh, what the end user needs, uh, but wouldn't it be great someday that all this is just uh, you click a any, any computer hope. terminal or any police car that has a mobile data terminal in it? Just click the information and you get the information wait. in hand that you're looking for, <laughs> as opposed to making 14 phone calls and hoping someone Absolutely. knowledgeable answers the phone. <laughs> Something as simple as and uh, the, the 
the uh, police transport vehicles or in the police vehicles, they have the ability to uh, or did have the ability to search an inmate's location within the jail. Uh, our old jail management system worked very closely with um, the records management system with Morris. Um, and something as simple as that, if the uh, officers waiting to determine if that inmate, if that person's already in custody, they can quickly look to determine where they are, if they're in the jail or not. Um, so now that they have to, you know, take a little bit more time right. to make that call and so, make a phone call, and someone's got to an answer and exactly do the data, you know, collection for them as opposed to doing it from a, a computer database anybody can hit into. Yes. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to add? We're believe it or not, we're wrapping up the show already. You guys were all nervous. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Marie, you still got to sing though. No, I can't sing. <laughs> Corporal, anything? Um, No, I just, I work with a great group of people and they all have strengths and we work together. If somebody needs help, we assist each other and and it's just a great team down there and working with Maria and her people as well. I know that I can call her and she's always there if somebody's there that can give us an answer we need. So um, just happy to be a part of the group. Same goes to you guys. Yeah. I always call you guys. I need your help. <laughs> That's what, what we're to here do. for. I don't so. know what yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, the undersheriff says it best. I think we all, uh, <laughs> no one's smarter than anybody else in the room. We all just have different job descriptions. Absolutely. Really. <laughs> yeah. You don't know smarter than a corporal and uh, vice versa. He's like, I have no idea what the heck you do for a living. I'm sure you have no idea what I do for a living. But we support <laughs> yeah. each other. And if you need anything of my, just make a phone call, right? Absolutely. And hey, yep. can the sheriff help out with this? Or, you know, I call you guys enough. Trust me. <laughs> uh, so we finish up the uh, the podcast with a thing called the No Miranda Zone. I throw fire out some questions. Yeah. Miranda says uh, you have a right to remain silent. No Miranda Zone says you don't have a right to remain silent. Oh. So you got to answer the questions. Simple as that. <laughs> you want a lawyer? Yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna say. Like, she, she backed away from that microphone so fast. <laughs> and I'm the uh, oh yeah, well let's do this. Uh, I'm gonna start out real simple, Maria. Let's. Uh, you're going out grocery shopping. Would you rather have paper or plastic? Plastic. Plastic? Oh, absolutely plastic. 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 Everybody wants plastic. plastic. Paper we, breaks. When we're losing the paper, man, people are fighting it. Now everybody wants plastic. And Save the trees. That's amazing. Sarge, favorite candy bar? Uh, three Musketeers. Nice. Yep. Corporal? Uh, Butterfinger. And we just hurt butter. And you're like the third person that's done a Butterfinger in, in 37 <laughs> episodes. I'm like, I don't get those. And I heard Three Musketeer also? Yep. Absolutely. Old school. Mm-hmm. They still make them? Yeah, <laughs> hard okay. to find. Okay, and if you could go on vacation, no money involved, no uh, no vacation limit time. The sheriff gave you unlimited time. Uh, Corporal, where would you go on vacation? What's your dream? I'd like to go to Aruba. Uh, nice. I hear the wind's always blowing in the perfect direction, and you drink the water. That's right. Yeah. Sarge, where would you go? Uh, believe it or not, travel across country. Yeah. And just you know, take the time to travel all the way across. It's and a beautiful country, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Stop in every state. Yep. Yellowstone. That's my plan for retirement. You're doing that too? Mm-hmm. Sarge, Maria, three musketeers and going on the same vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to go to Israel. Israel? Yeah, the history, right? Oh, my goodness. That would be fantastic. Yes. That would be fantastic. So what's the one song that makes your foot tap when you hear it? Oh, you wouldn't know. Uh, really? Spanish. May- try me. I've been known to salsa. Oh, it's <laughs> I'm Mark, Anthony. Mark Anthony's my favorite yeah? salsa artist. There yes. you go. You're going to sing now or no? No. No, okay, good. Still not going to do that. We can salsa, but I don't know about singing. <laughs> salsa, I'd end up in traction. <laughs> Corporal, what's Gosh. that song? Uh, off the top of my head, I have no idea. Um, pretty much anything, any country song. Yeah? Um, country too. Yeah, pretty much anything country. 
That's awesome. I got no problem with that. Uh, myself, I'm a, uh, I'm a Christian, so I love Christmas, Christmas Christian music. Uh, so probably favorite song, Christian song, would be uh, Consuming Fire by Third yeah. Day. Yeah, by Third Day? Yep. So you're into the modern stuff, but uh, how about the hymns when they come on? Not like so much for the no, hymns. No, really? no, no. I'll throw in a CD or yeah, yeah. to switch. Yeah, yeah. Um, modern Christian. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It, it gets you both. It gets you uh, the foot stomping, plus it makes you feel uh, wholesome. Absolutely. So I can't disagree. Mateo's at the end. Mateo's done this one time behind the badges. He's already giving me directions down there. You're going to fit right in the sheriff's office. we got a new producer on the uh, podcast, and uh, he's telling me to wrap it up. So with that, folks, that uh, is going to conclude our uh, jail records and Plaza Records unit. Uh, glimpse into what these folks do for the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. I hope the public got a little interesting uh, peek and how dynamic this place is when it comes to record keeping and how we can't make a mistake, uh, although we do. We're not looking for perfection. We're looking for professionalism here at the Sheriff's Office. But with that being said, you guys are professionals, and we really appreciate all the effort you put into your jobs. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Until next week, be safe. Thank you for listening to this episode of MCSO Behind the Badge. In between episodes, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Monroe Sheriff NY. Until next week, be safe.